Welcome to Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And we are in Revelation 1-5 today, where three statements are said about Jesus. He is, uh, he is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. Now we're going to hit on these three one by one over the next few episodes here. So Casey's face is already confused. Firstborn of the dead sounds oh, so yeah. weird. You said this no, no, last no, this time. makes sense. No, wait, don't say it because okay. that's the next episode. I won't episode. say it yet. That's the next episode. Don't spoil it. But it makes it. sense. Don't spoil it. Okay. So, the one that feels like it makes a little less sense. Like, well, okay. Firstborn of the dead at first glance is very confusing. Okay, but that's not this episode. <laughs> no, 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 so let's no, no, stop no. talking about it. Uh, uh, then the ruler of kings of earth. That one's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But, like, faithful witness. What do you guys think that means right there? Any, like, first thoughts? Faithful witness. Go ahead. Okay, so you know how, like, when we die and get ready to go to heaven, it's often pictured as, like, a courtroom and God's the judge. A great cloud and... of witnesses type thing. Well, no, I'm saying, like, in oh, a courtroom, oh, okay. mm. like, Jesus is the faithful witness that comes to the stand on our behalf. Mm, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Got anything? I was just thinking it was a camera that couldn't be edited. That's what came to my mind. A faithful witness. They didn't have cameras back when this was written. But did they have them in heaven? Think about it. Why would they need cameras in heaven? <laughs> Maybe an angel didn't feel like walking down Jacob's ladder one day. Like, can we just put this on the TV, please? <laughs> and he's probably a fallen angel now. Cause... All right, moving on. Um, we are <laughs> faithful witness, faithful witness. Okay, John likes to do what with his words? Throw them in a blender. Yep, and pull them out of... Other scriptures. Yep. It just so happens that there is a psalm, and when we think of psalms, like, we should be thinking, like, these are especially in people's minds in ancient time. You know, like, if you're going to memorize some Bible verses, you might as well take the ones that you recite as songs or psalms and things like that. So, uh, all three of these phrases, faithful witness, firstborn, ruler, kings of earth... Like, there are little pieces of all those words found in Psalm 89, which if we were to go to that, well, okay, Psalm 80, yeah, Psalm 89, Psalm 89. Uh, we come across this whole psalm about David and how his throne is going to be established. Now, if you're pretty familiar with the understanding of Christian theology, how does David get his throne established? through a particular descendant named Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> I phrased it in such a way, it was like, he said it's basic theology, I'm afraid to answer this. Well, no, it was more like, how did he get established? Well, I mean, he beat the lot Yeah, that's what I was thinking, so, too. Uh, oh, right, right. So no. that's how it got established. Okay, so let me rephrase it. David's the one who, like, God promises, like, We've been following a promise throughout the scriptures, right? Abraham, in our last series on Genesis, he gets a promise. You're going to have, you know, many, many descendants. And then we hone in on, on, on Jacob instead of Esau. We're still following the promise as it keeps moving on. Eventually, we get to the 12 tribes. And now, even within the 12 tribes, we have David. David becomes like the new person we're honing in on. And so when Solomon comes about, 
And he actually answers the Garden of Eden question right when God's like, pretend I'm a genie, Solomon. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll grant you one wish. What would you like? And Solomon answers, you know, wisdom. Like that was what was pretty much on display in the Garden of Eden. You can have wisdom God's way or you can have wisdom Satan's way by going to the knowledge tree of good and evil. So David's got this promise. You're going to have a descendant and I'm going to establish his throne forever. Here comes his descendant, King Solomon. Is this the one whose throne is going to be established forever? Starts off good. He's in his own Garden of Eden and he chooses God's wisdom, unlike Adam and Eve, and then proceeds to have so many wives with so many different gods with so many different idols to worship that everything I mean, is messed they up. did say be fruitful multiply later but yeah but you're not supposed to do that no. with other people's wives well that was david yeah <laughs> and, isn't that what we were talking about well Sol solomon, solomon ends up oh right solomon Sorry. has so many wives and concubines how many was from it again all like <laughs> this is a lot <laughs> But like the idea was like over a thousand. Them. It was a lot, and and so they end up with all, fine. We'll who Google had more it. wives though? Uh, Solomon. 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 No, 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 no. Was like you the... didn't hear who I was going to compare him to. Solomon. Gosh, I know where you're going. Genghis Khan. Yep. I knew. This I knew you were going to go there. This is where he always goes. Okay, so anyways, Genghis Khan probably. You know, in royalty though, it's not that uncommon for like different nations to like marry into each other as peace trees well right. solomon more or less ends up like marrying everyone <laughs> but then also worshiping all of their gods so it's like well botch that one you know like this didn't work out uh but david's supposed to have a faithful witness so we keep waiting and it just gets worse and worse and worse <laughs> like all the kings are flawed and some of them like really don't care about god whatsoever they're just like that's the complete opposite of anything that's on their radar you know so faithful witness of of david like what's going to happen so um jesus jesus and here's what uh happens in psalm 89 the whole thing is actually really good to read for context here but we don't have that kind of time it's it's pretty long um but eventually God gets to this point, prophesying over David. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever. His throne as long as the sun before me. Like the moon, it shall be established forever. A faithful witness in the skies. So, we already know... So the faithful witness is the moon? The faithful witness in Psalm 89 is the moon. Yes. Yes. In the skies. But we, again, um, John quotes three things from Psalm 89. And that's how we know, like, faithful witness, this is where he's pulling it from. Because the other two things in the same sentence are also from this. So why is Jesus the moon? <laughs> that's kind of the question on... On the table. I can see the title of this episode already. <laughs> is, Je is Jesus the, the man on the moon? Well, I mean, if they were thinking, like, if stars are spiritual beings, then the moon oh. must be a spiritual being. Yeah. And is always there, but it's the closest and it's the biggest. So it must have people watching. And just to clarify, if you haven't seen our other episodes, spiritual beings in ancient times were in the heavens. Stars were in the heavens. 
They moved around, therefore they thought they were sentient. Those must be spiritual beings, angels, so on. So yeah, you're saying the moon, maybe. Um, I, I wonder about that as well. I haven't found any commentary that agrees with that idea, but I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> I understand the line of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the moon is this heavenly-like object. Um, any other thoughts? I think... He controls the waters. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Because the moon, yeah, okay, all right. Um, uh, so one way we could go is kind of like Casey's thinking, which is naturally where my head would go if somebody would give me the space to go there. Nobody does in any of these commentaries I looked at. Uh, so another way that I think we could go about it, though, is psalms are poetry, right? They're there to emphasize things metaphorically, poetically to get you think about themes and what is the theme right here his uh, david's offspring so jesus because we know that he is the one that we're waiting for not solomon jesus is a descendant of david that's why the gospels work that up so big because like this is the one we've been waiting for you know like everybody's like this is him this is him if he wasn't from the line of david you know it wouldn't be him but he is and that's all the more reason that we can attest that he's the messiah uh his offspring Jesus shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me. So, you know, he reigns forever, right? And like the moon, it shall be established forever. So the moon is constant. It's always there. It's always established. It's not like going away in the Bible or anything like that. Uh, and a faithful witness in the skies. It's, sees that part, you know, is that like it sees everything? It's always present. It's paying attention. Anybody got another way they might read into that? No. I, I can't think of another way to kind of spend that. But I will check. I will check just really quick to see if anybody in two sentences. Dun, 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 dun. Ashburnanapol? No. What? what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, okay, so we have, just like the moon is always there, it's established forever. It's not something that God's like, God, do away with that. That's what Jesus' reign is. It's that permanent, it's that long-lasting. And there are these themes here of, like, you know, basically, like, eternity, which I feel like that had to throw people, like, they probably thought that was part of metaphor as well, right? Like, oh, yeah, the line of David will be established forever, not one guy, obviously. We always die. <laughs> then Jesus comes around and is like, I don't die! You know, so it's like, oh. That wasn't metaphor. Like, Jesus truly is established forever. I mean, yeah, they were probably just assuming that it would... I mean, his line would continue to spread just like mm -hmm. most genealogies get much bigger from one person. But then the crazy surprises... No, actually, Jesus... The son of David is immortal. <laughs> you know, like, oh. Yeah, immortal, immortality would be a surprise. It, it would throw you off a little in bit. In most genealogies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so Jesus is called a faithful witness, right? That's important to recognize. Um, but we also have that word in Revelation show up in other ways. So we know he's talking about Jesus being established as concretely as something like the moon, Right? And in disguise, even, you could use, like, he's at least at the moment reigning from there, getting ready to come back uh, for the new creation. 
Uh, but the word witness, or in Greek, do we want to learn a Greek word today? Let's try Martis. Oh, that's, that should sound familiar to you. Listen to it. Martis. Martus? Yeah. Martus. So like martyr is where we would get that word in English. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so... Or Tuesday. Marutis. In Spanish. Tuesday. Yeah, Martus. Oh. Tuesdays. In this particular case... In uh, Spanish, that's what, that's what Tuesday is called. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, some actually do translate it martyr. And part of the reason that we would see that is because... Revelation 2.13, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who was killed among you. So like, in this case, the word witness or marutis uh, is also a word for those who have witnessed Jesus or have witnessed to Jesus. And it's also loaded with this idea of like, died for Jesus, right? Because um, if we were to continue through Revelation, let's see, does it show up anymore? Um, well, okay, think about this. Think about this. Jesus was a faithful witness, just like Antipas was a faithful witness. Jesus died too, right? So in some ways, Jesus is like the first martyr. <laughs> I know that's a weird way to kind of think of it. He's the first like witness in that sense, you know. Casey's making faces. I expected him to comment. Well, it's just, I mean, with caveats, yes, that can be true. As simply as you put it, it is not necessarily true, but... Well, he died for other people, which would make him a martyr. Even though he gets to, you know, come Undo back. Button. Uh, eventually... He can't really be killed. <laughs> In Revelation 11, 3... Uh, there's the two witnesses, and they're killed. So, like, they're also brought back to life, though, in a weird turn of events. So, you do have these moments of, like, you know, that word in Revelation now takes on this form of... To be a faithful witness can also mean to put your life on the line for Christ. And, man, Revelation's going to have a lot to say about that as we, we go on. But, yeah. Those are just some little key thoughts right there. Jesus is the line of David. Jesus has been established. Jesus does not lose his reign. He is the one who is and was and is to come, the Alpha Omega, beginning and the end, as we said in our last episode, as concrete as looking up at the moon in the sky. He's up there hanging out on it. But not like a big pizza pie. With cheese... Is that where that comes like from? Like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Yeah. I was going with Jesus on the moon. Jesus with cheeses. Because <laughs> the moon's made of cheese. Jesus with cheeses. No? No, that's not where that He's comes from. He's up there with ran random Rudolph. No, what's his name? What? Rudolph Random. What? Tolkien Dog Moon. His name was Rover Random. <laughs> Jesus Rover Random and a cheese. All weird. Way off topic at this point. To a bar. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode. In the meantime. But Jesus walks through it.
Alright. In the meantime, <laughs> be sure to like, comment, subscribe down below. And, uh, yeah, try to beat me to the comment of this video. Some people have. Are you next? Get it? Because it's a bar, so, like, the other ones walked into it and, like, hit their heads, but Jesus just walks through it because he walks through walls. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'm gonna hit the credits now. Okay. <laughs>